What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Jody Mullen. Welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. This series of podcasts is dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children, like teachers and coaches and daycare providers, help children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and play therapist for nearly 20 years. I'm also a mom. I learned many of my lessons from my child clients and also my own children. This has informed my parenting as well as the parent coaching that I do as part of my clinical practice. I've recognized in working with thousands of children and parents that there are some simple principles for parenting. I'll cover more than 20 principles for blissful parenting so you too can have freakishly well-behaved kids. These principles are simple and life-altering. They will change and enhance the relationships you have with children, how children behave, how you feel about yourself around children, and improve your overall parenting esteem. In this podcast, I'll talk about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. There will be special guests that will further our conversations about parenting children. You'll want to stay tuned for my upcoming book, Blissful Parenting, and check out my website, www. JodyAnnMullen.com, or follow me on Twitter at Dr. Jody Mullen. Um, I also want to say, I have a couple other things I want to add before we get started. Um, I wanted to say when June and I, June's my guest today, and I'll introduce her in a second, when we share stories related to our clinical work, we have made every effort to disguise any identifying information. So any likely um, likenesses are mere coincidence. And then one more thing. I'm really excited to tell our listeners June today about um, Naughty No More. It's a workbook that I created with my kids and my partner to help kids make good decisions. It's available as of today. <laughs> um, really easy to order. Um, you can do that through um, calling area code 315-342-9255. That's Integrative Counseling Services number. Or you can um, order it through Integrative Counseling website, which is just www.integrativecounseling.us. And we'll be talking about the book specifically on our next podcast, so stay tuned for that as well. Um, my guest today is um, my friend, sidekick, mental health counselor, play therapist, mom, and grandma, June Rickley. And we're going to be addressing moving today. So welcome, June. Hi, Jody. Hello. Okay, so... Oh, wait, um, before you get going, I'd like to just also um, say well, congratulations well, on your new, on your, uh, to you and your family on your workbook. That's really exciting. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, I'm, we're really proud of it. My husband actually just sent me a text that said, you know, he was just looking at the at the book again, and um, he got like a little teary-eyed because it's just it's such a cool thing that, you know, um, that we did that as a family. So we're feeling really very positive about it. We hope that it will help a lot of, you know, kids and their families um, as well. It's something you can do with your kids. But, again, we'll talk more about that next time. So <laughs> this time... 
uh, we're talking about moving, which in some um, you know, the first thing that I really did want to say about moving in particular is that it's a little bit difficult to talk about, um, you know, strategies for making moving a more blissful experience for you as parents and helping, you know, helping your kids behave and um, be pleasant and not, you know, really, um, I guess, really um, kind of like thrown off by a move. And, and part of that is is that the circumstances around moving often sort of dictate, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so when we're talking about moving today, we're talking about like really an ideal situation when it's your choice to move. Um, and we do recognize that many families um, ha- and children um, have to move because of circumstances that aren't ideal. Um, and that would include things like divorce and separation um, and, um, you know, tragedy, those kind of things. So we'll talk about those kind of moves and losses um, on some other podcasts. But today we're really talking about a more ideal circumstance when the choice to move is the family's um, choice and, and, and it's a positive one. So, um, And part of the reason I wanted to clarify that is that because although it is ideal and although it is positive and it can be like a super exciting time, um, transitions are typically difficult for kids. And so um, this can be a very stressful time as well, even though it has that positive um, spin on it. So anyway, that's where we wanted to get started um, today. So I, I really wanted to just make sure I was clear about the circumstances of the the move and understanding that not everybody moves for ideal circumstances. So um, I just moved actually uh, two months ago, or no, it'll be three months um, next week, uh, three months ago, so this is kind of fresh in my head, um, but have worked with lots of families clinically and, um, you know, families that I just know personally who um, moved and were, work- and were convinced or concerned, not convinced, concerned about how that would um, affect their kids. And I know, June, you had said, you know, when your children were young, you moved twice, I think. Is that what you had um, Two or um, actually three times. Oh, wow. Um, so, one, okay, was, so you- one was out of state and away from family, but then the next move was within the same town, um, just, you know, a few miles up the road. Right. And that does change things, too. I mean, that was my move as I moved a mile and a half away from where I used to live, so it didn't cause, you know, these huge, big changes. So, I mean, one of the things that we want parents to think about um, when you know a move is pending is how do you prepare for the move? Um, There's so many, uh, you know, having this be fresh in my head, there's so many uh, details that need to be taken care of and, so you know, so many things crop up. Um, you know, maybe selling your your um, house that you're moving from. It's negotiating, usually negotiating with some powers that be. So there's, it's a time that even though, like I said, it may be exciting, there's a lot of stress that comes along with that, you know, on um, parents as well. So, so in preparing for the move, like, how, you know, how do you do that with kids? So what are some ideas, um, June, that, in, you know, that you have in terms of, like, how do you get kids ready for a move? Like, just the idea of it. And how far, you know, maybe some parents out there would even be wondering how soon before the move do you tell them and, you know, those kind of questions. So do you have any thoughts on that? 
Well, I think um, you know, in in preparing them for the for a move, it, it's it's important to consider first of all their their age and you know, depending on their age, how far in advance do you tell them? Um, obviously, you don't want to tell a three year old that it's six months away. Um, right. You know, that, but um, so you have to you know kind of gauge that according to um, you know their their developmental level. And, you know, I think one of the most important things is to be able to, um, like, explain to them the reason for the move. Because if a child, you know, children are um, egocentric. And and so, you know, if it's not really, um, if it's not really explained to them, they could, they could believe that the move might be for some negative reason concerning them. Um, You know, just a thought there on that. But I think being able to um, explain reasons, and <clears throat> I have to I have to admit, my, when my first move was with my son, we only had my son at the time, and he was little. He was only um, about two and a half, and I, I I'm I'm gonna come right out and say that I don't really believe that I prepared him all that well. I think I underestimated, um, you know, where he was, and that as long as we were with him. And you know he would be totally fine with the whole thing, and um, I we didn't explain it well. Well, I I'm going to interrupt you for a second here because I think that that raises like I just want to make sure that we really illuminate that is that like I think that um, because we you know as parents um, get so caught up in the details of moving, you know, like uh, everything has to get packed and when are the movers coming and when's our closing date and, you know, all these kind of things is that that sometimes is exactly what happens is we forget that this is taking, you know, that that stress even, again, though it may be positive, um, felt in the home takes its toll on, you know, your child. And if you have a, you know, a sensitive, observant, um, you know, thoughtful kid, they're going to pick up on that, you know. So I think that that sounds like, you know, part of part of what happened. Yeah, and, and you know, for um, at the time my son was in a, you know, a, well, I, I guess it was more maybe he was more toward three, but he was in a preschool um, uh, setting and he had never had any difficulty with you know separation or anything like that and then all of a sudden he started before the move he started having um you know probably he would be crying at at school and he was having a really tough time and what i did learn after was he was worried he kept hearing about the move the move the move and he right. he was afraid he was scared the move was going to happen while he was at preschool and that somehow he was going to get separated um and wouldn't be included in it and it was a really tough time for him and it you know it kind of clued me into like we really we, we haven't done a very good job of explaining this to him and and reassuring him yeah and I think that, you know, um, this raises a couple of really good issues. I'm so glad you started off with this story because it also, you know, speaks to, like you said earlier, like you, you don't need to tell a three-year-old six months ahead of time. But um, so you, when you're talking about moving to your kids, you have to make it developmentally appropriate. So the way that, you know, I talked to, was talking to my eight and eight, almost nine-year-old at the time about moving was a little bit different than I talked to my 13-year-old about moving. So, you know, depending on where they're at, um, that makes, you know, 
that makes a difference, you know, as well. And I think if you're talking about timing, too, that even very young children have a sense of um, time that is, like, usually connected to seasons or holidays. So that's a good good way to, like, let them know about the timing. So we're going to, this will be, you know, our, um, our last New Year's, um, celebration at this house, or this will be our next spring. We will be celebrating Easter at that house or apartment, you know, so that um, they have a sense um, about that. But you know, the other thing that your story about your son raises too is that there are a lot of losses that come with moving for kids, and sometimes we we really feel them, you know, too. I mean, one of the things um, in moving from the house that I just did, I lived there for. Um, almost 14 years, and we had the kids' growth charts, like, on the wall where we would pencil in, you know, how, um, and we had to leave that, and I think that's, like, the only, for me, that's the only thing, really, that I miss, but um, having it, the, you know, not having that, but um, but I, there's, that moving can mean changing schools for school-age kids, preschools or daycare for younger kids. It can be moving away from family. It could be moving to a change of climate is can be a loss. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. um, things that, that come with it. So just really respecting that um, although they're just sort of coming along for the move in a, in a way is honoring what they might be experiencing because of that and, um, and preparing them for that. I think this is, a, you know, a theme that we uh, have brought up regardless of subjects is that um, on these podcasts is that kids, like most people, um, do better when they're prepared, when they know what to expect. And so as much as you can do that, you you want to be able to do that with, like, the age appropriateness. Exactly. And I think it's, it, you know, depending on if the move is local or if it's far away, um, local is, it's, it's a little bit easier in that way to prepare them by actually showing them, um, mm-hmm. you know, okay, this is we're, we're going from here to here, and to be able to that they actually right. see um, where they'll be going, and oh, this is the school you'll be going to, and and you know, yeah. this is where the library is, and things like that. If it's if it's not local, it's a little bit more difficult, but and it, it's a little bit more difficult, but yet the way things are with technology and stuff, it's it's easy to go even on the internet and depend. Of course, right. depending on the age of your child, but to be able to show them, um, you know, little things about the community and things, you know, about that area that they'll be going to live in. Right, and and I think I, I I'm I'm really glad that you said that too because the technology can really be our friend here. You know, um, in terms of one is being able to give. Um, children a sense of where they're go, you know, where you're moving to as a family. But two, help keep them connected um, to where they, you know, where they were living prior. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's no reason not to use technology um, in this kind of instance to help even prepare for the move. Um, I, I also think, and this is something I've been thinking um, a lot about, and know, you know, really know to be true, both in the kids my, that I see in counseling, but also. I'm just, you know, kids have other interpersonal interactions with my own kids. Kids like to be helpful. (laughs) And so so in preparing for the move, one of the things that you might, you know, engage your kid in is what do they want to do to help prepare for the move. So if you have an older kid, I would say maybe eight or older, but some precocious 
um, ones who are a little, you know, littler than that too. You can ask them that as an open-ended question. How would you like to help, you know, with the move? Um, when when they're moving, they don't really have a lot of power and control, right? So this gives them at least some, an illusion of some power and control. Like they can choose what to do. So like packing up, you know, particular things might be something that they can help with. And then they also really mm-hmm. feel part of it. So um, I think, you know, one tip that I would have definitely is in preparing for the move is how is involving your kids in ways that they want to be, you know, involved and and is, you know, well-suited to them as children. Like they don't need to know how you're going to come up with the financing or anything like that. <laughs> um, but that might be a little too, too much of a burden for, you know, a fourth grader. But, um, but you know, to use to use that, those conversations with them to get them, you know, engaged in the process of moving. Like, um, I mean, one of the things I know that um, even my son was worried about at almost nine years old, when we, or, yeah, he had just turned nine um, when we moved a couple months ago, was that, you know, he was worried about, like, well, how are we going to get our food there, <laughs> you know? And, um, <laughs> you know, um, will there be food at the new house? And so, you know, it's... It, Seem like such a simple thing, but it, you know, it was well. Um, he does. He goes food shopping with my husband. They do that together a lot, and so um, you know, he helps write the list of the things because we threw out a lot of stuff that needed to be thrown out. Um, he helped write the list of food for the new house and other things that we might need from the grocery store. You know, when when they went, so being you know being part of that labeling, even labeling boxes. Um, my daughter was not enthusiastic about packing boxes, but she could label boxes like nobody's business. And so just giving them those. And I think that, like, the other piece of that is, you know, being really patient in the way that your kids are going to help, you know, is that recognizing that they might not pack or label a box the way that you would or they might not, um, you know, clean something the way that you would. But they are from their own perspective, seeing themselves as contributing and helping. And that's way more important than the box being packed perfectly and to, to be able to let go of some of that stuff. Exactly. And and also, I mean, what, as the day gets closer to, to use, con- I mean, this is pretty much common sense, but to have those special security items um, to make sure that they are um, with um, easily within reach that you know exactly yeah. where they are, so that somehow they don't get mixed up in the whole, um, you know, tra- in the whole moving van or whatever it is. That right. those are important things to have, um, you know, to have it's so that the child has those those security things. Yeah, you want to keep those on, you know, on your per, you know, on your person. I also like, um, you know, one of the things that. Uh, I have written a book on counseling children and adolescents through grief and loss. That's actually the title of it, so it's kind of intuitive. Uh, And it came out a couple of years ago. But in this book, um, one of the things that myself and and my co-author did was we created a bunch of interventions to use um, in counseling. Um, But they're really well suited, you know, um, in terms of just connecting with your kids. And one of them was about, you know, specifically about moving and, the idea of that there's going to be a lot of good goodbyes. There's going to be goodbyes to your ha- your house or your home or your apartment or, you know, your trailer, where you are living. There's going to be a goodbye to that. And, and there's, you know, you can take those memories with you, but you can't, like, 
it's still a goodbye. And um, and then also to what are the hellos <laughs> that are going to happen on the, mm-hmm. on the other end. So, um, you know, with some kids that I've worked with clinically, we've made, you know, goodbye hello books um, that have, you know, some of the, even if it's just, it, I mean, some had photos in it, but some kids just wrote about memories or had me write about memories or, you know, drew some pictures, um, things that were really important to them from where they used to live to where they were going and what were some of the exciting hellos and opportunities, so to speak, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. had um, that they had um, p- the potential of having in, the, you know, their new place. And uh, that was, you know, as I'm, you know, sort of, Reflecting on that, I think one of the uh, wonderful things that we had at our old home was we had eagles that would fly, um, it, like really in our backyard, and it was the, the it doesn't get old to see a majestic. No, it really doesn't. And, oh my gosh, it's so it's it is so really. Yeah, yeah, and it was, and I mean, we would gather everybody. There's an eagle. <laughs> and, uh, we all run window and some you know and sometimes we could see more than one or we could see them you know catch a fish or and soaring so we had so many you know beautiful uh, moments like that and um even though we only moved like i said about a mile and a half away we're not um in the state like in the same exact area so um, we don't get the eagles where we are now and so um, we were kind of all missing our eagles a little bit, and uh, one of our old neighbors was kind enough to uh, give us some pictures that she had taken of the eagles, and we put that up in our new house. So it's like, oh, even cool. though we had to say goodbye to that, we traded eagles for deer. <laughs> but um, <laughs> even though we had to say goodbye to that, you, those are things that you can bring with you that, like, they were really special moments. And, you know, um, I think even... You know, having guests at our house where, you know, we'd say, oh, you might be lucky enough to see an eagle today. Um, You know, that it it really was um, one of the ways that we, like, identified ourselves as a family. You know, a family. It was something that we all had a connection around. So bringing those, you know, connections with you, you can can pack up an eagle even, um, you know, if you are creative. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I think another thing, too, is, is, um, is, in the in the moving process to also possibly like get the child stuff in order first like when you get to where you're going make sure that they feel comfortable and all of their stuff is set up um is set up first so that they can begin to kind of acclimate to their to yeah. their new place a little bit easier that's a great idea. I didn't do that. I set up my stuff first. <laughs> but that, but in hindsight, uh, now I kind of wish we had this conversation before we moved. But, yeah, I think, that, you know, that's an excellent idea, getting it, you know, at least so it's comfortable, you know, for mm-hmm. them. And maybe doing, I mean, I think we've talked about this some other ways, doing something a little special like your first day or um, night that you stay in the mm-hmm. new home. I know, like, my kids, it was uh, particularly new houses but and also certainly new apartments. They sound different, right? So, um, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes, um, sometimes um, it's kind of difficult for the kids to get to sleep or to, uh, to stay asleep. Um, and, and that's just the novel, you know, the novelty of it. So if you can be prepared for that, you know, and do something that is relaxing, you know, like a relaxation or meditation or reading books or 
something that, like, is relaxing before they, you know, have that first night in the new place, that, you know, that's a big deal um, as well. It will go a long way. And, and again, I think that, um, and this is a common theme in terms of the things we talk about too, June, is just being, you know, recognizing your own stress level and managing that. Because if you're super stressed out and freaking out about, you know, the move um, and, you know, frazzled, um, and I'm using all these words because I'm just reflecting upon myself and, and my yeah. is that you know is that if you're that way, your kids pick up on that. They are like you know super duper readers of nonverbals, and they know you so well. And so, um, so some of their acting out or being uncooperative or anything like that may very well just be a reaction to you know the overall feeling of of stress in the home. So. Um, being careful yeah, exactly. about that. Yeah, exactly. Because there, you know, I I I remember how I felt when I moved, and and especially when I not not necessarily when I moved across town, but when I moved. Right. Um, but there was still was a certain there was still a certain amount of um, loss that I felt even across town. But when we moved out of state, um, it's really an odd feeling to go from being around you know extended family and and friends to all of a sudden, in our case, being in a place where it was just my husband, me, and our little son. And I just remember feeling like, wow, these are all the people I have, you know, in my circle right now. And as it turns out, I mean, we we think back on this now, and, you know, it was a really positive time. It it felt a little strange in the beginning, but it was really positive for, um, you know, for not only like my husband and my relationship, but our our relationship as a family that we like we had to all we had was each other, and so it kind right. of strengthened a lot of um you know it strengthened that those relation that relationship yeah and i think and I think even even in moving just across town like i you know like I just did is that um there is the, that as well because you have to. I mean, my kids are a little bit older, so I don't know if that's part of what made the difference. Maybe, um, but I think that you had to. We had to do it as a family. Like there was no way right. that we weren't. Yeah. As a family, like a level of cohes- cohesiveness, um, you know, comes from um, doing that together too. You have to cooperate with each other. You have to, you know, figure the out your new landscape, you know, whether it's a new community or it's the same community, you know, I think that you still sure. have to, like, figure those kind of things out. We're, we're, you know, we're all still meeting the new neighbors or, <laughs> you know, that. Right. Um, it's kind of like this adventure. You're all on together, yeah. you know, even if it is just a couple houses away or across town or whether it be out of state, it's this adventure. You're all on together. Yeah, and and I think that with, particularly with younger kids, and by younger kids I mean probably like seven and younger, um, is um, to to use that terminology adventure, you know, something that they're familiar with. It's we're going on a quest, <laughs> you know, something mm-hmm. that um, can be exciting to them, and you know, have them, you know, um, be part of that process. And you know, the other thing and I meant to say it a little bit earlier was. If you are moving, like, in an ideal situation and looking at houses or apartments or condos or, you know, trailers, whatever, is that um, having your kids be part of that is also going to make moving a much more blissful thing. So, 
when we were yeah. looking for um, our new home, I mean, we had a list of demands. Like, you know, my husband and I, we have, these, we have to have these things. And then we asked, you know, the kids, what do you have to have in a new house? And um, my son's, for example, was he had to have a climbing tree. So at our, you know, our former house, we had, all, you know, some nice trees, but none that he could climb. So he really wanted a climbing tree. And every place that we looked at, um, that was like the first thing that he looked for. Do they have sufficient climbing trees? <laughs> and so, um, you know, so even making them part, um, if, you know, if the circumstance fits, even making them part, you know, of the process. And my of daughter, and, you know, had to have closets, so a big closet, and she, yeah. she got one. So <laughs> they're, they're satisfied. Right. Well, and, it's, and and it's even my what um, when my children were little and one of our moves when they were really little, it's interesting the way kids perceive, you know, looking at other houses. And I remember, you know, taking them to see a few houses. And I, I at the time only had my two little sons, and and I remember my one son saying to the other, I think I think we should get this one. And um, he mentioned, like, the toys that were in this one room, yes. and he thought that was really cool. And and he was under the impression that that everything that was in the house came with the house. So he yes. was basing his selection on, like, wow, that kid, had, you know, there was a room with, with boys' toys that were really cool, so I think I want this house. And then my <laughs> other son kind of said, like, oh, he started thinking, well, well no, then our stuff stays with our house. And we won't have our right. stuff. So that it, it's interesting the way they, like, perceive that whole, like, move thing. Yeah, and that, I think, has to really be explained to them because even my, you know, like, my son at nine, he that's what he thought. He thought, like, we get their furniture and we get their yeah. ordinary fare and their shampoo. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so just, I, you know, I think if you're doing that, too, you want, you have to, like that's the opportunity for you to educate your kids, and talking to your kids is definitely one way to have freakishly well-behaved kids. That's for sure. Is you know keeping those uh, conversations and connections together. So, Kim, we're almost out of time. Oh this my gosh, we're so gabby. We are gabby <laughs> today. <laughs> um, so. Um, I just wanted to say thank you, and you know it's um it's just. Remembering that moving is a, transi- a transition and it may be a time of loss for your kids. So keeping your eyes open for any symptoms um, or any concerns that you have because it can make a kid feel kind of down. So um, thank you for listening and check in again with us soon. Goodbye, June. Bye. Thanks, Jody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.